brand new to the Tiny Marketing Show, this is a great episode to start with. I'm sharing clips from our most popular episodes in 2022. You will hear clips from our five most loved episodes with amazing marketers and virtual assistants who will teach you how to be a successful marketer without a ton of money, resources, or time. Here we go. We're going to start with number five, Copywriting That Converts, Strategy and Research with Josh Garofalo. In this episode, he taught us the foundation of good copywriting, how to start from a good foundation so you can create amazing copy from that point on. And we're highlighting a few little pieces from that, such as how to create compelling copy that actually converts and how to build the roots of your copywriting. So you don't want to miss this. Now, as you progress, what you start to realize is the foundation of good copy is not your ability to come up with interesting or quirky ways of saying things. It's rooted in fundamental research. So, you know, who are the competitors? Like what makes up this category? Your ideal prospect, who are they? Who else are they considering at the time? Why are they looking for a solution right now? What was that triggering event? You know, which criteria are they considering and how do they prioritize that criteria? These are all questions that you actually need answers to if you want to write compelling copy that that moves a needle. So what do you think the key is to writing compelling copy that actually converts? So, I mean, I think I've answered some of this and that it's definitely everything that comes before the words. The words part is actually not that hard once you've done that work. In fact, I always know that I haven't done enough research when the word part is really hard. When I'm not sure what to say and how to say it, it means I haven't done enough research yet. And, and I'm trying to get creative like Mad Men style, which is not the way, <laughs> that's not the way good copy is actually written. Number four on our list is annual strategic business planning with Bob Stanky. He is a great friend of the show. He is created some amazing content with me. He's been a podcast guest twice, and he's written blog posts for Tiny Marketing. And in this episode, he taught us how to create a strategic plan annually. So you could still be agile while still having a plan in place. You want to look at it one quarter at a time. We're highlighting two clips from this episode. Can you tell me first, before we get into the agile part of it, why is it important to create strategic plans annually? Yeah, I think, and I think there's a trade-off there. So I, I think it's important to look at years in a whole. I think that's important. I think it's important to have some sort of vision or goal of what's to come in, in the next year. I would also make the argument that you can set up a basic idea or template of what next year could look like. But that's my whole play. My whole play is in order for you to be truly agile in your marketing, you need to really focus on what's directly in front of you. You shouldn't be worried too much about what paid media campaigns you're going to be running in October. Unless your business specifically is based around you know, some seasonal trends and things like that. Yes, you can make the argument that it's important to look that far in advance. 
But I think in general, just knowing what things you want to try to accomplish is probably about as far as you should go with the 12-month window. So this is really just kind of a way to really just hone in and focus on, you know, one specific thing. So what I try to teach or or when I talk to my peers or, or even my team, I talk about this approach of one, two, three. So you start at the top, one. What's one goal? What's one thing that we want to achieve this year? And really treat it as a goal. It's not an initiative yet. It's just a goal. So for the sake of today's argument, let's use a really simple one. Let's say you want to grow your opt-in list. Maybe it's your newsletter subscription list. Let's just say that's your goal. And I think me and you, Sarah, will agree that that is an incredibly important thing for marketing departments to build your your email list, right? So that's your goal. Now, don't make that too metric-driven yet. Just let's set up a standard goal. We want to grow our email subscription list, our newsletter subscription list. Step two is, is to define two initiatives around that that work up towards that one goal. So for sake of this example, let's say one is uh, we're going to focus on our content marketing efforts, right? Content drives organic traffic, which should lead to signups, you know, things like that. Maybe the second half is uh, we're going to run some paid media and some brand campaigns throughout the year, right? And we're going to draw attention to our email newsletter opt-in, right? So those are your two pillar initiatives that you're going to work on. Then underneath those two, you have three tactics, Okay, so you have goal, two initiatives, and three tactics for each one. So the tactics might be, for example, under the content marketing, maybe it's, um, you know, I'm going to work on my keyword research. I'm going to really, you know, hone in on using the right keywords, uh, optimizing my keywords. Second one, maybe I'm going to publish content on my website, blogs or whatever, on a very consistent basis, maybe two a week or something like that. And maybe the third initiative is, you know, to tidy up some SEO or whatever it might be, anything that's related to content marketing, your first initiative, and really focus on those three tactics. And then same on the other side for the brand campaign, the paid media, you have three separate tactics under there as well. So that's kind of the one, two, three approach. I like it because it's bite-sized. It gives you a good goal. It breaks out pretty simply. And if you've selected your tactics right and smart, those should ladder up to meet your goal. If you've thought about it correctly. So, and if you have a, a larger marketing team, you can create a couple of these, right? Because chances are your marketing team probably has specialized disciplines within marketing. So set up a one, two, three for the different, you know, types of uh, initiatives that you want to tackle, goals you want to tackle, and give them to the individuals on your team. Here you go. Here's your one, two, three plan for next year. Number three on our list. Seven Types of Cold Emails You Should Send with Laura Lopich. In this episode, she taught us how she built her entire business through cold pitching. And honestly, that is something I am terrified of. I hate cold pitching. But after talking to her, I felt a lot more comfortable with it. And I can't wait to start using the strategies that we're highlighting in this episode for my own business. So let's hear from Laura. So the seven types of cold sales emails that you can send. Tell me all about them. Yeah. So the one that everybody kind of thinks of, of course, when you say cold email is the cold sales email, which is really, you know, like getting a new client from a cold email. And that's like just one of seven different types. So there's also the guest post pitch cold email, the webinar pitch cold email, the workshop cold email. The podcast cold email, let's see, the ask an expert opinion, the ask an expert to share, and then you've got your cold sales email. So we're up to seven 
And actually as a bonus, there could be an eighth, which is set up like an affiliate partnership, cold pitch email with someone that you don't know. Say like, we had never met and I was like, Hey Sarah, like, I think your audience would really love, you know, this thing that I'm doing. Would you like to set up an affiliate partnership? That could be a cold email because really I'm asking you, a stranger, to take the action that I would like you to take, which is say yes to me and not hit delete or get distracted or all those other things that you could potentially do when you're reading an email. So tell me, what is the magic secret sauce that makes a cold email? uh, It doesn't turn the person off that you're emailing. That's such a good question. And it's one that everybody doesn't remember to answer. So really it's as simple, like take yourself out of your shoes because you don't actually matter in the equation and then step out of your shoes and answer the question in your, in your cold email reader's mind, which is what's in it for me. And it's like a natural human question. Yeah. Filter every request you get through it. I'm sure you filtered a request through that same framework today, even probably in the last like 15 minutes, I'm sure. No, I, I you're did. right. I do do that. Like, <laughs> you want me to add your link to my blog? What's in it for me? Right. Why should I care? Right? <laughs> so once you start to like approach your cold email from the viewpoint of that question, and how can you answer it for your cold email reader? Suddenly, you don't actually really matter, to be brutally honest. It all matters about what's your reader's problem and what's the potential solution that you could maybe be the solution for that problem. You're really just a solution to their problem and the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. They don't really care about you unless you can provide a solution, first of all. And also, as long as you know of their problem, that also helps you kind of sidestep that sleaziness of like, hey, I need to sell you, I need to sell you. And hey, you have a problem, let me help you. Kind of like... Back in the day when we used to go to movies before COVID, remember? Like, Um, I don't, I'm not familiar with before COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, clarity in copywriting with Heather Orr. Heather gave us a freaking masterclass on how to create perfect copywriting. And her big thing is clarity. Make sure you're as clear as possible because clear is kind. We're highlighting two clips from that episode. So let's listen to Heather. But how do you do it? How do you get more clear in your copywriting? Yeah, uh, well, as a conversion copywriter, my job is to write copy that performs and not copy that only sounds good. Mm -hmm. So to do that, I need to identify the messages that are most likely to convert a a visitor on a specific page, say, and the order in which that visitor needs to see the message. Sounding good can make a brand seem more likable and trustworthy. And then what I do also for clarity, just because it's so important, it's like the baseline for copywriting, that after you like write a final draft, you want to like go through and edit it for clarity or what copy hackers call sweep for Mm -hmm. clarity. So just you just read through your entire draft and usually I'll read it out loud because for some reason you can catch issues easier when you read it out loud rather than just reading it in your mind. Yeah. If you stumble over a word as you're reading it, you're like, well, that should probably not be there. I shouldn't be stumbling over that word. 
the last episode we will be highlighting today and number one of 2022 was The Power of Delegation with Molly Rose Speed. In this episode, she taught us how to outsource when you're a solopreneur. So many solopreneurs believe that they don't have the resources or the time or the ability to outsource, but you can. Your first hire should be a virtual assistant. And she tells us exactly how to do that, how to find a virtual assistant, and what tasks you should be delegating. So let's hear from Molly. And the pain that these solopreneurs go through before they realize like just taking the step to outsourcing is huge. Like they're just paralyzed and they end up hating their businesses. A lot of people close before they can find this opportunity or this solution. So what is the first thing that people should think about delegating? So this is different for everyone. I find that you probably know the things that you hate to do every day. Like for most of us, managing email, managing the inbox is a huge bear, right? We log in, there's all the junk, you know, something really easy an admin can do is go in and clean all that out before you even wake up in the morning. Um, But really what you should do is write down all the things that you do. Everything that you do in your day for, gotta say a couple weeks if you've kind of a fast moving business. If it's slow and it's part-time, spend a month doing this and then come back to it and really take a look at all the things you actually have to do. So what can entrepreneurs expect when they begin to outsource? Backing up before as you're getting ready to outsource, kind of it's scary for people. We, We do a lot of just even coaching around just letting go, right? We've been doing this in our businesses for a long time on our own. So understanding kind of what you just said and having people that are experts in something do it for you. It's using the term again, their zone of genius and you can be doing yours. So kind of just getting your feet wet with that and and letting them do it their way is super important. And I think the other big thing to look out for and make sure you have on point is really solid communication. When you onboard, one of the big things that we coach on and make sure we overcome from the very beginning is communication and having one channel to delegate. So whether you're using a project management tool like Asana or Slack or something like that, that's where that goes. And then you have an SOS channel, you know, for if they really need to get a hold of you, they can text you or give you a phone call. In this episode, you learn the value of outsourcing, how to write copy that sells, how to create action plans for agile marketing, and how to get more clients through cold emails. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends so more people learn about the Tiny Marketing Show. In the meantime, follow me on LinkedIn at Sarah Noel Block and sign up for my popular newsletter at sarahnoelblock.com. You will be the first to hear about new episodes, resource roundups, and special deals before anyone else. So see you next time, friends. Hello, and thank you for joining Tiny Marketing. I help tiny marketing departments create consistent content that builds trust with their audience. Book done-for-you content marketing at sarahnoelblock.com. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite podcast app. See you next time, friends.